Alright, so we'll say good morning. Let's uh, let's begin. So today's daf is Lamed Gimel. We left off actually on the top. Oh no, we didn't left off on the top. Got excited there for a second. Yeah, not a chance. Okay, so we left off. We left off on Lamed Beis. Lamed Beis. Actually, we have a lot to do today. Alright, so remember again, we started with an interesting machlokes between Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Chia and Bar Kafra. So the case we saw yesterday was in the case of the non Kohen who went ahead and did the Avoda on Shabbos. Rabbi Chia said he's chayif shtayim, he's chayif twice. Once for going ahead and offering carbon as a non Kohen. Number two for violating Shabbos through the Avoda. And Bar Kafra said no, he's chayif only once. So remember again, we left off Balmum. Balmum, which is again, it's uh, 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, 16, 18, 20, 22, 20, 23 lines up from the bottom of Lamed Beis, Amud Beis. So remember case number two. Balmum, Shashimish Petuma. Let's say you have a coin who is blemished, who has, who has a mum, who was also Tameh, and he did the Avoda. So we'll say, remember, so two things are happening over here. Number one, that he did Avoda as a Balmum. That's issue number one. Number two, that he did Avoda while he was Tameh. So what is the Halacha? Rabbi Chiyumar, Rabbi Chiyah says, Chayif Shtayim. Rabbi Chiyah says, you're Chayif twice. Once for doing Avoda as a Balmum, and then the second time for doing Avoda while you are in a state of Tumah. Barkafra, Barkafra says, Ein Chayiv ala Achas. You are only Chayiv once. You are only Chayiv once. Shabichia got up and he went ahead and he he right he 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 swore. I was like just uh, I was waiting for you. So our learning our learning this morning our learning this morning is dedicated by Joshua and Robin Karapkin. Joshua, who's Joshua? Shmuel and Robin Karapkin. All right, may have to make brother. Good in memory of Robin's mother, Melanie Solomon. Pesa Mira Baschaim, and we hope that in the merit of our Talmud Torah, her and the Shammah will have an Aliyah. So, so, so then the Gemara says, remember, so we'll say, fundamental machlok is between, between Rabbi Chia and Bar Kafra. Rabbi Chia says, Yechayev Shtayim, Bar Kafra says, Yechayev once. Kafat Rabbi Chia Venishpa, Rabbi Chia got up and he swore, Ha'avoda, I swear, Kach Shamati Me Rabbi, Shtayim, I swear that Rabbi taught me that Yechayev twice. Kafat Bar Kafra Venishpa, Bar Kafra got up and swore, Ha'avoda, I swear, Kach Shamati Me Rabbi, Achos, you only Chayev once. So the Gemara says, Hischil Rabbi Chia Ladon. So Rabbi Chia started to dash. Remember, Rabbi Chia is the one who says that Yechayev twice. Tumah l'kol ne'esra, right? So remember again, Tumah, meaning the, the prohibition to go ahead and do avoda while you are tummy, is a, is a prohibition that applies to everyone. Kishahutra b'mikdash, when it was permitted to go ahead and do it in the basement of the Shabbos, what does it mean, Tumah was hutra in the mikdash? For example, you are permitted to offer karbanos tzibur in a state of Tumah. As we spoke, actually spoke about this before, let's say the majority of the tzibur is tummy, there's a concept of Tumah hutra b'tzibur, for communal offerings, there are times that you could even offer when you are when you are tame. It was only permitted for who? For regular kohanim, unblemished kohanim. The kohanim kohanim timim hutra below the ba'li mumin. And remember, it was only permitted for the, the dispensation for toma was only permitted for regular kohanim, but not for kohanim who are ba'li mumin. Yesh kan ba'li mumin. Therefore, says Rabbi Chia, there is a double prohibition. Number one, because the coin did avodu ali was a balmum. That's number one. Number two is that he did in the state of Tumah. Therefore, you're going to be chayif twice. 
So our kafra begins the dash, and he says, Tuma really, Tuma remember to go ahead and offer in the base of Mikdash in the state of Tuma's Asr for everyone. Kisha Hutra, the Mikdash Hutra. And I will say, Barkafra's position is that once you find a dispensation for something, it becomes a categorical dispensation. So once there is the ability to offer, to offer Karbanos in a state of Tuma in the base of Mikdash, therefore, again, it's as if the prohibition of Tuma is, uh, is, is to a certain degree is Hutra. So therefore, since there are possibilities in which Tuma is Hutra, therefore, in Kan Elamishum Balmum, Therefore, says Bar-Kafra, you will only be chayy for offering as a Balmun. Okay, that's case two. Case three. Zarsha Achamalik. That's another interesting case. Remember that there are bird offerings that are offered in the base of Mikdash that are offered in a very unique way called Malika. So what does Malika mean? You go ahead, the coin the Kohanim would grow out their thumbnails. So you grab your thumbnail, the coin would be holding the bird in his hand. He takes the, the, the bird is facing away from him. He takes his thumbnail goes into the back of the neck, essentially again kills the bird with his nail, flicks off its head. That's called Malika. That's called Malika. So we'll say, interestingly enough, the coin is permitted to eat that bird. Now, what's the novelty in that? The novelty in that is that there's no shkita, right? So again, technically speaking, if you were to try Malika at home, aside from the other issues I would say you have if you try Malika at home, right? But, but again, if you were to try Malika at home, Lemaisa, again, you can't eat that bird because that bird is a nevela. That bird is a nevela. Any animal that dies of that proper shrita is called a nevela. So let's say you have a non-Kohen who does Malika and then he eats the bird. Rabbi Chia, Amar Chayev Shtayim. Rabbi Chia says you Chayev twice. Again, why? Once for a non-Kohen doing the avoda, and number two, for eating the Vela. Bar Kafra, Omer Bar Kafra says, in Chayev Ela'achas, only Chayev once. Kafas, Rabbi Chia, Benisha, so what's the same thing? Rabbi Chia was jumping up and down and he swore, Ha'avoda, Kach Shamati me Rabbi Ishtayim. I swear that Rabbi taught me that you're Chayev twice. Kafas, Bar Kafra, Benisha, Bar Kafra is jumping up and down and he said, Ha'avoda, Kach Shamati me Rabbi Achas. I'm telling you, I learned from me that you're only Chayev once. Hischa Rabbi Chia Ladun, so Rabbi Chia began to darshan. Nevela lekol neesra. Nevela is aser for everyone, right? There's an issue nevela that that is upon every person. Kisha hutra b'mikdash itzal kohanim hutra. Excuse me. Kisha kisha hutra b'mikdash itzal kohanim hutra. Le kohanim hutra v'lo lezarim. The only time nevela is permitted is when is in the base of mikdash and for kohanim. But it's only kohanim have that dispensation. No one else does. Therefore. Therefore, there are two prohibitions that he's incurring over here. One is because he is a non-Kohen who is doing Avodah. That's number one. And number two, he's eating Nevela. So Barakafra begins the dash and he says, In reality, again, Nevela is ushered to everyone. However, the laws of Nevela don't apply in the base Hamikdash, which means that once the, once, once the Torah said that you could eat the bird Nevela in the base Hamikdash, so Barakafra is suggesting that Lamaisa, it means that that prohibition in general does not apply in the base Hamikdash, independent of whether or not the Malika itself is a good Malika. Therefore, he's not going to be Chayef for Malika. However, he will be in Kan Ela Mishum Zaros. But he will be Chayef for what? For being a non-Kohen, ultimately, again, who does the Avodah. So also, interestingly enough, what you see according to Barkafra is Barkafra seems to feel that in any situation where there is a Beis HaMikdash dispensation, even if someone else does that act, even though they're not a Kohen, they will not be Chayef for that act. They'll be chayiv for the secondary act that applies, that always applies, but for the act that is technically almost permitted in the temple, according to Barakaf, it almost becomes categorically permitted, even if a non-Kohen does it, and therefore it'll only be chayiv once. According to Rabbi Chia, not true. The, pro, the, 
the, the fact that certain acts are permitted in the Beis HaMikdash, they're only permitted within a certain context. For example, if a Kohen does it, but if a non-Kohen does it, then ultimately, again, there's no permission for that act, and therefore it'll be But my Kamehameha, what are they arguing about? Says the Gemara, They're arguing about an Isser Kolal. Also remember, we spoke about this yesterday a little bit. An Isser Kolal is a secondary prohibition that has a wider reach than the first. Meaning, we spoke about yesterday two different things. We spoke about an Isser Mosif. An Isser Mosif is, let's say you have Isser A, Isser number one, and then you have a secondary Isser, and that secondary Isser is more stringent or adds on some additional dimension than the first. Every, not everyone, but many, many agree that that second Isra will be Chal on the first. What about Isra Kolal? Isra Kolal, the secondary Isra, is no more Chomer than the first, but what? It applies to more people. It, it, has, it, has, it has a greater reach. So what are they arguing about? With an Isra Kolal, according to Rabbi Yossi, I'll say, look at Rashi, Valibu Rabbi Yossi, Da'amar Bishar Isurei, Isr Chal Al Isr Al Yidei Migos. Remember, Rabbi Yossi holds that by other by regular Isurim, we hold of Isr Chal Al Isr that one prohibition could go ahead and and set in even when another one is already in existence. Let's play this out. Rabbi Chia Savar, Rabbi Chia Savar, Rabbi Chia holds like this. Rabbi excuse me, Rabbi Chia Savar, Rabbi Yossi be Isr Kolal Mechayev Tarti. Rabbi Chia holds that according to Rabbi Yossi, even in a case of an Isr Kolal, a secondary Isr with an expanded reach, we will say. And therefore, if you commit both these surim, you will be chayif twice. Right? Bar Kafra, on the other hand, holds that no, that according to Rabbi Yossi, even though he holds Isr Chalal Isr, in a case of Isr, when, when do we say Isr Chalal Isr according to Rabbi Yossi? Meaning, in Bar Kafra's interpretation of Rabbi Yossi's position, that Isr Chalal Isr, when is that true? That's true ultimately, again, in the case of Isr Mosif, where the second Isr adds on something, but if the second Isr doesn't really add on anything in terms of severity, just has a wider reach, then no, Rabbi Yossi will not hold Isr Chalal Isr, and therefore he'll only be chayiv once. Umay Isr Kolel Ikahacha. So let's analyze this. What is the Isr Kolel? What is the, what is the secondary Isr that has a greater reach in all three of these cases? Let's analyze this. Bishlamazar Meikarashari Bimalacha Vaasr Ba'avoda. So also remember, case number one was where the non Kohen, the non Kohen did Avoda on Shabbos. There are two things that are happening over here. Number one is the non Kohen is doing Avoda. That's number one. Right? Number two, he's violating Shabbos through the commission of the Avoda, through the actual Avoda itself. Through the actual Avoda itself. Fine. So the Gemara says, therefore, let's analyze this. So remember, at first, a non coin a non coin is permitted in Malacha, meaning, let's say, during the week. A non-Shabbos case. So if a non-Kohen walks into the Beis HaMikdash and wants to go ahead and do the Avodah, he can't do the Avodah, but he's permitted to do Malacha. It's a weekday. Asyola Shabbos. Now Shabbos comes along. Migo to Mr. Nami Ba'avoda. Since Shabbos comes along and makes him Asr Ba'avoda, Shabbos also makes him Asr Ba'avoda. So the Gemara saying is like this. In the case of the Zar Shas Avoda, what was the first Isr he had? What was the first prohibition he had? First prohibition was 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 avoda was being a czar, right? Because remember again, remember for six days out of the week I have an isra of avoda, not an isra of malacha. So the assumption is again, my, the first issue I have is that I'm a non kohen I can't do avoda. Fine, that isra is there. Shabbos comes along and Shabbos adds on an additional isr. Now the truth is Shabbos is restricting even something more than avoda did, because avoda says that what avoda says that I can't do avoda. What does Shabbos say? 
What does Shabbos say? I can't do Malacha. Malacha is more than even just a whole. Malacha is everything. So therefore, again, once Shabbos comes to go ahead and asser me in Malacha, Shabbos also adds what? An additional dimension of prohibition upon what? Upon Avoda. Therefore, therefore, using this logic, therefore, Rabbi Chiyu would say that Lamaisa, you would be chayif twice. You'd be chayif twice. So the Gemara says, I'm sorry, Mr. Ramum, I'm sorry, next case. I'm sorry, I skipped. Ba'amum. We'll say, what was the second case? Ba'amum's a blemished coin who goes ahead and does the avoda. So we'll say, remember again, excuse me, it was actually a bigger problem than that. This was a ba'amum who is tame. So, right, two issues over here. Cohen is disqualified on two accounts. Number one, he's blemished. Number two, he's tame. Two reasons he can't do the avoda. So remember again, what, what do we say in this case? So the Gemara says, Me'ikara shari Now remember again, at first... Before he's tame, before he's tame, he is permitted to eat. Because remember, again, even a coin who's t- even a coin who's a balmum is permitted to eat sacrificial. He can't do avoda, but he's permitted to eat sacrificial items, karbanos. So when he was a balmum at first, so therefore what? He's permitted to eat, but he's not permitted in avoda. It mila. Then what happens? Rabbi saying he becomes tame. Migo nami ba'avoda. So we'll say, what happens when he becomes tame? What happens when he becomes tame? So the tuma now goes ahead and forbids that which he was prohibited to do. Excuse me, that which he, which he was permitted to do. He was permitted to eat as a balmum. Tuma comes along and says that what? Now he can't even eat. Bless you. Once Tuma says that he can't eat, what else does it asser? It also assers the avot. As well, so you see what the Gemara is doing over here? That once you have a secondary prohibition that prohibits something new, that prohibition will also extend to what? To the other act as well. So for example, over here, I'm a, I'm a coin who's a balmum. And I'm Tame. The assumption is I was a Baumum first before I became Tame. Therefore, as a Baumum, I can't do Avoda, but I can eat. But I can eat. I become Tame now. What does Tuma do? Tuma prohibits my ability to eat. Tuma, I, can't, I can no longer eat. Once Tuma prohibits consumption, therefore, the, 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 therefore Tuma will also go ahead and devolve upon what? My ability to go ahead and do avoda. Even though I already couldn't do avoda because I was a balmum, now there's a secondary reason I can't do avoda also because I'm now Tame. Ella, Malika But the problem, of course, you get into is in the case of Malika, because they're both like, in the previous two cases, the reason I can set up these cases of a secondary prohibition coming along and including the first is why? Because the secondary prohibition occurs at a later time than the first. But in the case of Malika, essentially, again, Everything happens at once. Why does everything happen at once? Well, say because remember, look at Rashi. Ela Malika kol lo meshkachas la da b'shas Malika chayli tarvayu. The chols manch because we'll say remember again. What happens on Malika? The moment that I do the Malika, that's when I've done the avoda, and that's also what. That's when it becomes an avela, right? So everything is happening at the same time. Chayli tarvayu the chols manch. I'm reading Rashi. The chols manch no nimlika chayya aleha isra miila. So when it comes to Malika, everything happens at once. The Gemara says, Therefore, there is no case of Isra Kola, of a secondary Isra, adding on an additional dimension to Malika. So remember, we wanted to suggest, the Gemara wanted to suggest that Lemaisa, 
what, what Barkav and Rabbi Chia were arguing about was in the position of Rabbi Yossi about whether or not Isser Kolel works, whether or not we say Isser Chalal Isser in the Isser Kolel. Now he would just establish is that logic works for two out of the three cases, but for the third case you can't see it. Now therefore we have to go back to the drawing board and try to figure out what Rabbi Chia and Barkav are arguing about. Ella, well, say this is rather what are they arguing about? They are arguing about simultaneous prohibitions, Rabbi and still in Rabbiosi holds Isra Khalal Isr. Now we'll say, now what does this mean? Rabbiya Savar, Rabbiya holds, excuse me, Rabbiya Savar Rabbiosi, Rabbiya holds Rabbiosi holds the following that when you have two prohibitions or both that occur simultaneously, you are chayiv twice. You are chayiv twice. Ubarkafra savar lo mechayiv elachada. Barkafra, on the other hand, holds that no, when you have two simultaneous prohibitions, you are only chayiv once. You are only chayiv once. Vahacha my yisr bas achas ika. And here, what is now, we'll say, so again, remember, so what the Gemara now is suggesting is Machlokis Barkafra Nabihiyah is in simultaneous prohibitions. If I do an act that results in two simultaneous violations, am I chayev once or am I chayev twice? Rabihiyah says twice, Barkafra says once. Now, we'll say, now, in order for this explanation to work, remember what has to happen, you have to be able to plug it into the three cases we mentioned on, on Lamed Beis, Amud Beis. Let's go through this. So let's, let's analyze this. So the Gemara says, Zar uh, Shish, I'm sorry. Uh, so the Gemara says, "Zar shishimish b'shabes." So we'll say. So what's the case? Remember, we have the non-coin, the non-coin who did avodan shabbos. Remember again, he's violating two things. A, he's a non-coin. A, he's a non-coin, and B, he's violating shabbos. So we'll say, how can you have this situation of basachas? This is interesting. Kigon daisi shtes where he has he he displays two hairs. Two, two, two pubic hairs as a sign of physical maturation and therefore his entry into adulthood on Shabbos itself. And I both say, so what's, what's the chap of this? Look at Rashi. It's actually very interesting. Second wide line in Rashi. Kigon da Aisi Shtei Saros. Hayom. Listen to this, very interesting. You see, in the previous case, remember we said that the prohibition of a czar was first, and then Shabbos comes along later on. If he becomes an adult on Shabbos, then what happens? Both prohibitions devolve upon him simultaneously, right? And the because remember, if he brings these two hairs, if he if he becomes a godel, essentially on Shabbos, that means again that the prohibition to violate Shabbos and the prohibition to do avodah if he's an uncoing occur simultaneously. Therefore, if he were to go ahead and now do, if he were to do a prohibited act on Shabbos, he would simultaneously violate a being a czar an uncoin, and be violating Shabbos. So we'll say, this is a little bit different than the way we normally think about simultaneous violation. We normally, but the way the Gemara is understanding it over here is that both prohibitions devolve upon him at the same time. When he becomes a gadol on Shabbos, the prohibition, if he's not a coin to do avodah, and the prohibition of violating Shabbos occur upon him on the same time. So therefore, again, when he acts upon that, there are two simultaneous violations that are incurred. So the Gemara says, next, Balmum, remember again, we'll say case number two was the Balmum who is Tomei who does Avoda. Balmum who is Tomei who does Avoda. So, what's, so how can you have simultaneity in this case? Hach, Siddhikimara says, Nami kagonda isi shte saros vi itmile. 
So we'll say, again, very simple. It could be the same exact idea. Look at Rashi. Well, it's actually very interesting. So the simple understanding of it is that he becomes tame at the moment that he discu- that he displays that he displays signs of physical maturation, and therefore again, I will say in that case, obviously the mum was there already. So now he's a bal mum, and he becomes tame at the same time. Okay, the Havili Balmum. Rashi has a little bit of a different interpretation of it. Rashi explains that it could be that he was exposed to the Tumma beforehand. He was exposed to the Tumma beforehand, but the fact that he's a Balmum does not become meaningful ultimately again until he becomes until he becomes a gadol, I will say, but again, I, I just think it's simpler to say that Lamaisi could be that he's mamish being exposed to Tumah at the moment that he displays signs of physical maturity, in which case Lamaisi, again, the Tumah, as well as, as well as the Bamum Kite, devolve upon him at the same time. Inami, I will say, here's actually a simpler case. Shechatach etzbao besakin teneya. All right, not pleasant, but but it works, right? Which is what? Where he cuts off his finger with a tummy knife. So I'll say, if he cuts off his finger with a tummy knife, then what is he doing? There's simultaneity. What's the simultaneity? He's becoming a Balmum. And remember, the tummy knife could communicate to him, and that's all happening at the same time. Bishlama, Bishlama, Rabbi Chia, Ki Asne, Lidide, Aliba de Rabbiosi. According to Rabbi Chir, remember Rabbi Chir was the one who holds that in these cases of simultaneity, you're going to be Chayef twice. So Rabbi Chir's position makes sense. Why? Because you could say, remember, he's going according to Rabbi Yossi. And Rabbi Yossi holds Isr Chalal Isr. And therefore, you can be Chayef twice. However, Bar Kafra seems to go ahead and be reflecting the view of Rabbi Shimon. And Rabbi Shimon does not hold of Isr Chalal Isr, even if it's Basachos. He does not hold that one prohibition could devolve upon another, even when there is simultaneity. But according to Bar Kafra, does he think that Rabbi Chia is lying about what Rabbi said, that Rabbi said Yechayev twice? Rather, it must be that both Rabbi Chia and Bar Kafra agree with the notion of Rabbi Shimon that Isr Chalal Isr. What's their fundamental dispute? Is Isr Chalal Isr Bebasachos? Does Isr Chalal Isr if both prohibitions are simultaneous? So according to Barakafra, excuse me, according to Rabbi Chia, I understand that ultimately why does he swear that Rabbi told him that Shechayev twice to go ahead and uproot Rabbi Shimon from his position? Meaning that lest you think that Rabbi Shimon, excuse me, that even though Rabbi Shimon holds Isra Chalal Isra, perhaps he doesn't hold it by Basachas, and therefore Rabbi Chia is coming along to say, I swear that Rabbi told me that Isra Chalal Isra, even but according to Bar Kafra, why does Bar Kafra need to swear? To which the Gemara says, Kasha. You know what? That is a good question. So the Gemara says the following. The Gemara says, Bishlam Bar Kafra, Ki Asnie Rebi, Lididei, Aliba Dereb Shimon. Now, according to Bar Kafra, I'll say it makes sense because when Rebbe ultimately stated his own position, he was stating it in accordance with Rabbi Shimon, who holds Isr Chalal Isr. Ki Asla and yet again, when Rabbi Chia taught his position, Aliba Dereb Yossi, it was teaching it according to Rabbi Yossi, who holds, excuse me, Isr Chalal Isr. Rabbi Shimon holds Ain Isr Chalal Isr. El Rabbi Chia Bar Kafra, Shakuri Kamashaka, according to Rabbi Chia, is Bar Kafra lying. Omen Rabbi Chia, Ki Asnie Rebbe Lididei, Lididei, 
Tarti Liftar. So when Rebbe when Rebbe when Rebbe was teaching this din to Bar Kafra, he was teaching Bar Kafra that there are two cases in which you are exempt. Tarti Liftar Asnei VeIsser Amud Beis VeIsser Kolal Asnei. So I'll say So now Rebbe Chia is suggesting that when Rebbe taught Bar Kafra these halachas, so Rebbe taught Bar Kafra the following. He taught Bar Kafra that there are two cases. Bless you. There are two cases in which you have to paskin that they are bless you that they are permitted. And Isra Kola Asni, and he taught him ultimately again about the pro about the concept of Isra Kola. Look at Rashi. Rashi is the Isra Kola Asni, top of all. Lamed Gimel Amad Beis. Kilomar Hechi de Isrami Ayide Kolal Asni on Rebbe Petura. So also remember, so the Gemara is suggesting over here is that when Rebbe taught that Lemais again you could be putter for the second for the second prohibition, that's talking about again with an Isra Kola. An Isra Kolal, meaning an Isra that's not necessarily more severe, but has a greater reach. And that's in accordance with Rabbi Shimon who holds in Isra Chalal Isra. di Isramu bevas achos, asnion chayuva, avamalika lo asnye liftor klal, delomashkech la bekolal el bevas achos. So we'll say again, remember that third case, which is Malika, we pointed out before, cannot be taught really as an Isra Kolal case, but rather that's only a that's only a bas achos case. So the Gemara says, Valibu Rabbi Shimon. V'chazi lebar kafra, bar kafra. What did he do? He looked at the case of lezar sha'achal malika. He looked at the case of the zar, the non kohen, who did malika and then ate the nevela, ate the bird, and he said to himself like this: Va'aidi didamia lei arva bahadayu. And since in Bar Kafra's estimation, the case of Malika resembled the other two cases, he included it in all three, even though again the first two are really separate than the Malika case. And the Chiddush of this is, Bar Kafra did this, even though he did not hear this directly from Rebbe. And then upon further contemplation, Bar Kafra realized that the only way to set up the Malika case is in a case of Basachas, in a case ultimately, again, where everything is occurring simultaneously. The Sabar, and he assumed that since the Malika case only occurs in a Basachas case, Hachanami Basachas, so to the other cases, the other two cases, the previous two cases, must also be Basachas, and the same way ultimately again, that those cases were potter from the second prohibition, Hanachnami Lifter, so to this case, Amalika should also be potter as well. Okay, Mesis, the Mara is Zar Shashimish Bishabis, Ubamum Shashimish Petuma, Yesh Bomishum Zaros, Umishum Shabis, Umishum Bamum, Umishum Tuma, Divrabiosi. So, Bosi, what does the Bryce say? If you have a non coin who did avoda on Shabbos, or you have a Balmum who went ahead and did the avoda while in a state of, of, of deficiency, in a state of having the mum, what, so what does the Raisa say? Yechayev for being a non coin who does avoda, Yechayev for violating Shabbos, Yechayev for being a Balmum, and Yechayev for Tuma. These are the words of Rabbi Yossi. Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Shimon says, Ein kan elamishum zaros, ubal mum bilvad. Rabbi Shimon, on the other hand, says that what? You're only chayiv for zaros, which means, again, you're chayiv for being a non coin who does the avodah, and you're chayiv for being a balmum. We both say, so what's happening over here? Rabbi Shimon, Rabbi Yossi holds you chayiv for everything. Remember, that's not, that's not a, that's not a chiddish, because Rabbi Yossi holds what? Isr chal al isr. That one prohibition could go out and devolve upon another. Therefore, again, even though I'm already a zar, I can still be chayiv for violating Shabbos. And even though I'm already a balmum, I can still be chayiv for doing avodah instead of tumah. On the other hand, Rabbi Shimon holds that, what are you chayiv for? Only for the first prohibition you encounter. 
but you are not, but we say ain't iser halal iser, therefore you will, you will not be high for subsequent prohibitions. So the Gemara says, let's analyze this. So the Gemara says, Rabbi Shimon Omer, ain't kind of element shum zaras, ubalbum bilvad. Ve'ilu, melika shaira. But interestingly enough, Malika is left out, right? Meaning, why? So we'll say what happened over here is something very interesting. This price quotes two of the three cases we mentioned on Lamed Beis, Lamed Beis, right? It mentioned again the it mentioned the Zar, the non koyin did avoda on Shabbos. It mentioned the Balmum who did avoda betoma, but yet what? It left out the Zar who did Malika. Why did it leave out the Zarudin Malika case? So the Gemara says, Ilem of the Rabbiosi. Now, if you say you left it out because Rabbiosi, that can't be. Hash Rabbiosi be Isr Kola Mechaif Shtaim be Isr Basachas Mibai. Then I will say, listen to this. If Rabbiosi holds that you're Chaif twice, for what? You're Chaif twice for an Isr Kola, right? When one Isr builds upon the other in, 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 in a successive progression. If Rabbi, if Rabbi Yossi even holds that Yechayev twice for an Isra Kolel, he certainly holds that what? That Yechayev twice for an Isra Basachas, when the two Yisurim occur simultaneously. Now, so you've already established on Ahmed Aleph that the case of Malika is a case of Isra Basachas, where both Yisurim are occurring simultaneously. Therefore, according to Rabbi Yossi, the case of Malika should definitely be included. Ella love the Rabbi Shimon. Rather, it must be according to Rabbi Shimon. And according to Rabbi Shimon, it's only in a case of Isra Kolo. It's only in a case of successive Isurim that Rabbi Shimon holds, that Rabbi Shimon holds that Shepater, meaning, but if they occur simultaneously, even Rabbi Shimon would agree that what? Even Rabbi Shimon would agree that Lamaisa, you would be Chayiv twice. Uh, I'm sorry. That it's only according to Rabbi Shimon. When does he say that ain't iser halal iser? That's when Rabbi said that's an iser kolo. When there are two successive isurim. However, again, if the isurim occur at the same time, then Lamaisi even Rabbi Shimon would agree that you are chayev twice. Therefore, the Gemara says to Yufta the Bar Kafra to Yufta. This effectively refutes the position of Bar Kafra. It effectively refutes the position of Bar Kafra. And I will say, just so you should know, the Mesa, the way we paskin in this sugya is we really do paskin like. We really do paskin like Rabbi Chia, that in these cases you would be chayif twice. Now again, the way the Rambam qualifies this ruling is: first of all, we're talking about over here. And two things. First of all, we pass like Rabbi Chia in both accounts. Number, n- namely, number one, if it's Isra Kolal, right? And even if, even if again, well, let's work backwards. You're Chayiv twice, Babasachos. If you go ahead and you violate one act that brings with it two prohibitions, you would be Chayiv twice. And also, remember, when we speak about being Chayiv twice, what does being Chayiv twice actually mean? So being Chayiv twice, let's say if you did the acts accidentally, let's say, again, I'm a non-Kohen who does Havod in the base Hamikdash, and I forgot, I, I didn't know two things. Number one, I didn't know that a non-Kohen can't do Havod in the base Hamikdash, and I didn't know that you can't do Havod on Shabbos. Let's say I didn't know those two things. So I did Chayiv twice, Meaning two carbon chatos, two 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 carbonos. That's in the case of basachos. We also paskin like Rabbi Chia in a case of iser kolal. Even if they are successive isurim, even if what the second iser is not more severe than the first, it just has a broader reach. We also hold that you are chayiv twice. So we hold like Rabbi Chia across the board. So the Gemara goes vaito. Actually, we're not finished this yet. So the Gemara says the following. Now the Gemara goes back and analyzes this case a little bit. So the Gemara says, when we speak about, when we spoke about the case of the non-coin who does avoda on Shabbos. So remember, again, so we had Rabbi Chia who says that you're chayef twice. 
Bakafru said you're Chayev once. So what exactly is it that you have done, right? Bimai, what has the Zar, what Malacha has the Zar performed on Shabbos? Ibishchita, if you want to say he shechted a carbon, that can't be an issue of Zaros, why not? Because Shechita bizar Kshera. What is the halacha? In general, again, Shechita need not be done by a Kohen. Shechita can be done by a non-Kohen as well. So if it's Shechita, that wouldn't be an issue. Remember, also, when we speak about Zaros, Zaros refers to the prohibition of a non-Kohen doing avoda. So I can't be talking about Shechita because Shechita can be done by a non-Kohen. Vi'i kabbalah v'halacha. So maybe you're going to say it's the receiving of the blood and the transporting of the blood to the Mizbeach, that can't either, why? Because that's tiltul ba'ama. You can't call that real avoda. That's just movement. That's just carrying. Uh, if you want to refer, refer to the fact that he burned the offering on the Mizbeach, listen to this. Remember, again, we had this, we've had this a number of times already, that the Torah on one hand says, You can't do any malacha. And then the Torah singles out, You can't kindle a fire. There's a big machlok as, as to why kindling was singled out. So was it singled out to teach us that you are chayef for every single malacha you do on Shabbos? Or there is a, there is a position that holds, there is a Rabbi Yossi who holds, that even though for all other malachas, if you do them on Shabbos, you'll be high of a death penalty. However, when it comes to kindling a fire, if you did it, it's only violating a love. So therefore, again, I can't say that I've I can't say that I've violated Shabbos with Havara, because all that is according to Rabbi is just simply a love. So what's the case? Bishchitas paroshal kohen gadol. So, so, what are we talking about over here? We're talking about what, what did the czar shecht? This guy went for the gold, right? He didn't just shecht any carbon. He shechted the power of the kohen gadol, <laughs> the power of the kohen gadol. And I will say, when is that? Watch this. That gets better, by the way. What's the power of the kohen gadol? Biyomaki purim. Wow, right? Mamish, like this, this, this guy. I don't know how he's like a streaker. I don't know how he got in here. Right? You know, he like, he, like, he like jumped off the stands over here. He ran into the face of Iktash with knife in hand. He's like, he's like that, that, right? That nut who started this whole thing in the soccer stadium there at Yisrael two days ago. If you saw this on the news, right? There was this guy, who, whatever, it's not important. And, 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 and any of that. So what happened? So this guy runs out, he runs from the bleachers of the Beis Mikdash on Yom Kippur and shakes the power of the coin goggle. On Shabbos, by the way, right? It's Yom Kippur, Shabbos, and he runs and he shechs the power of the coin goggle. So what happens? So the Gemara says, oh yes, so in that case, bizarre psula. So we'll say that's one case where everyone agrees that what? Where although normally shechita of Karbonos does not require a coin, the power of the coin goggle of Yom Kippur absolutely requires a coin. That's part, meaning that's part of the coin goggle's Avoda. So that would be a case of Zaros. Ihachi, my area Zar, I feel a coin head yotami. The truth is, I will say, if that's the case, that you're setting up the case over here now as the part of the coin, God on Yom Kippur, that's, that's just not a, din, a non-coin. Even a regular coin is not permitted to go out and do that. To which the Gemara says, my area Zar, I feel a coin head yotami. To which the Gemara says, you're right, Shazar et Sloka Amar. You're right, in this context, Zar does not have to be a non-coin. Zar means anyone who is alien to this avoda. Anyone, so in this case, now that we're setting it up, dealing with the part of the Kohen Gadol, it could be that a Yisrael shechted it, or it could even be that a regular Kohen shechted it, and the case would be the same. Essentially, someone shechted a carbon that they were not permitted to shecht, therefore, again, you can't call it avoda, you have to call it malacha. So there's a dual prohibition, A, 
it was a czar who did it, non coin did it, or a regular coin did it. And number two, therefore it's a malacha. Mm-hmm. So the Gemara says, so therefore, we'll say, the Gemara just, all, all the Gemara was just trying to do was trying to shed clarity on that case. The machlokis is still the same. Rabbi Chia would say you'd be chayef twice, Barkarfa would say you'd be chayef once. So the Gemara says, Maskif la Ravashi. So we'll say, Ravashi raises a kasha. Now, what's Ravashi's problem over here? So Ravashi's problem over well, look at Ravashi. So the Gemara says, Maskif la Ravashi, midi chataos katani, Olavi katani, ele isuri ba'alma kachashiv, lemai nafkamina. So I'll say, Ravashi goes all the way back. And remember again, when Rabbi Chia says you're chayiv twice, or Bakafra says you're chayiv once. So Ravashi says, what are they talking about? You're chayiv what? Are we talking about over here, you know, why don't they use the lotion of chatos? Also remember, when, when would you bring a chatos? When they bring a carbon chatos? If you violate something accidentally. So why don't they phrase the nature of their machlokas is, you'd be chayiv to chatos, or you'd be chayiv to lavim. Right, why don't they go, all they say, all in their lotion of the machlokas is, chayiv shtayim or chayiv achas. What are you chayiv over here? To which the Gemara says, I'll tell you, Remember, we had this yesterday as well. That Lamaisa, again, Lamaisa, Barkafra and, Barkafra and, and Rabbi Chia don't phrase their machlokis in terms of, in terms of chatos. Rather, they just refer, refer, refer to it, they just, they just, they just discuss it in terms of isurim. So what's the nafkamin? What's the practical difference if you're chayiv once, you're chayiv twice? As I tell you what the practical difference is, we spoke about yesterday, if you are executed by the basin because of your infraction, let's say a person did this intentionally, and therefore they'd be executed again for this violation, where are you buried? Remember again, if you say, if you say that for this double act, you're only chayiv once, then the mice again, okay, you get executed, but you could be buried in a cemetery of the not-so-bad guys. However, again, if your act resulted in a dual infraction, right, you, which means you intentionally violated two things, then the mice, again, that's called the Russia Gummer, and if you're a Russia Gummer, you are buried in the special cemetery for a Sha'im Gimurin. Okay. So it says, so again, as I stated before, Haloch Lamaisa, we pass in like Rabbi Chia, and in a case of an act that ultimately carries with it a dual, that, that has two prohibitions, where those prohibitions aren't Isra one after the other, or those prohibitions are Babasachas, we will be, one will be Chayif twice for the act. Says the Mishnah. I'm about to say another case. A very interesting case, actually. Shnaim Shekitshu Shtein Two men, two men, so married two women, Ubishas Knisasan Lechopa, Hechlifu Eshal Zet Lezeh, so don't ask how. Don't ask how. The how the how is irrelevant. Right? What happens? Two men married to women and their wives get mixed up. Now I will say in all actuality, we will discuss exactly what the nature of the situation over here. Right? So the, their wives get mixed up with each other. So what's the halacha? So meaning we're not sure exactly who it is that's married to who. So what happens? And I will say, again, the assumptions we're going to see, by the way, we'll see this more in Ksuvis, but Knisasan L'Chuppah doesn't just mean that simply standing under the Chuppah. Because the Chuppah means that Yichud, and ultimately they had relations. They had relations. So what's that halacha? What's that halacha? So I'll say, obviously, again, they are both chayiv for the act of adultery. Now, obviously, we're going to have to define what that means. What that means that the chayiv for adultery, but ishes ish. And furthermore, excuse me, and ultimately, if the two men were brothers, not only would they be in violation of adultery, but what? They'd also be in violation of having relations with one's brother's wife. 
Chayos, and if these women were sisters, then not only would they be Chagadja, not only would they be Chayyif for adultery, not only would they be Chayyif for a brother's wife, but what else? Mishum Eisha Elachosa. They'd also be Chayyif for what? They'd also be Chayyif for a wife's sister, and it gets better. Vim Hayu Nidos, and if both of the women were Nidos, then what? Mishum Nida. You'd be Chayyif for Nida. Now, now, this is actually very interesting. Rashi says over like this. So let's say, let's say you're able to straighten out who is married to who. Now, I'll say, we'll discuss in a, obviously, there's a lot of blanks we have to fill in in this case over here. But let's say you're able to straighten out. So what is the halacha? We wait three months. We separate the husband and wives from each other for three months. Right? Because again, if, there was, if, if they accidentally mixed up who was married to who, and each man lived with the other man's wife, so we don't want each wife to go back to her real husband. Why? Because in the event that she's pregnant from the second man, then what's the status of that child? That child is a mamzer. If she goes back to her husband immediately, then we're not going to be able to tell who the pregnancy is from, which is going to lead us to the case of Safik Mamzeros. Therefore, I will say we have this concept in many situations of halacha called Havchana. Havchana is a three-month wait period where husband and wife, where man and woman are not permitted to live with each other to make sure that if she is pregnant, again, because after three months we'll know if she's pregnant or not, that if she is pregnant, we know ultimately, again, who the child knows and why three months, because remember, again, at three months is when a woman be objectively begins to show. Remember, there's no pregnancy test. So obviously, that's when a woman objectively begins, obviously, someone could begin to show earlier, or someone could begin to show later, but three months was the established time where a woman normally begins to show some external signs of pregnancy. Because remember, again, I will say, even if you want to say, where well, again, isn't there another telltale sign that she's pregnant, which is, again, she won't menstruate. Right? She won't get a period. So remember again, in halacha, in order for the absence of menstruation to be a sign of pregnancy, you have to have a chazaka that she has stopped menstruating. When do you have a chazaka that she stopped menstruating? After three months. So either way, the three-month period ultimately, again, is how long you're going to take to establish if she's pregnant or not. But again, let's say they were married to minor girls who ultimately are too young to become pregnant, machzirin osan miyad, then I'll say what? Then they would be permitted to go back to their rightful husbands immediately because, again, there's no concern of pregnancy. Vim hayu kohanos, and if these women were kohanos, then what? Meaning bas, bas kohanim, then what? Nifsilu minatruma. They are no longer permitted to eat truma. And we'll discuss in the Gemara why that is. So says the Gemara, Huchlufu. So I'll say, here's what's interesting. The, the Lushan of the Mishnah is very strange because what it says is, Shtaim shekitshu shteinashim b'shas knisas in l'chopah, Hechlifu eshazer. I'll say, you know what this sounds like? It sounds exceptionally immoral. Hechlifu sounds like what? That's an, that's an, it's, it's an intentional swap. So what are you talking about? The Gemara says, Hechlifu? Nidi berishi askinon? Are we dealing with Rishayim who, who are literally engaging in this type of immoral activity? Vesu, hadatani rebichia, hare kan sheishas rechatos, Eib amazed me. So I say, actually, you know what? We're gonna stop over here for today. We're, I know. <laughs> well, well uh, I promise it'll get interesting tomorrow as well. So with the Gemara, so remember, we're just leaving off with the Kasha. The Gemara is bothered just by the verbiage of the Mishnah. Hechlifu, they exchanged, makes it sound like this was a willful act. How could it be that the Mishnah is talking about again such immoral individuals? We'll pick up with that Amir Hashem tomorrow. <coughs> he just